Welcome to Divinely Detoured, where we explore questions on the path you didn't choose. The Rescue Revisited The headlines and our social media feeds are full of it. Layoffs, leukemia, divorce, depression, Ukraine, your kids, heartbreak, heart failure. It seems so many are in need of a rescue. This month my dad is on my mind too. He was my first rescuer. I know that's not true for everyone. Some of us had good fathers. Others had ones we wish had lived and loved differently. Either way, June conjures up memories of our childhood and our father's place in it. I am truly one of the blessed ones. With his contagious optimism, my dad made this world better just by walking around in it. You probably know someone like that. The thing is, these kind of people always end up doing so much more than meandering through life. They leave both legacies and holes when they're gone. Dad's humor gave me hope to hang on when the going got hard. His wisdom kept me from falling off the edge more than once. His example gave me courage to look my actual life in the eye and not blink. I wish I could talk to him still about all the issues in need of a rescue, those that seem to go unresolved and even unnoticed. I wish I could share my latest cardiac test results with him. He'd Google research for me and we'd discuss options. He'd already know way more about AI than me. <laughs> I wish I could hear his snicker laugh again. I just wish I could be with him one more Sunday in June. Father's Day 2020 was his last holiday. I like to believe Dad read my card and was able to comprehend my praise, but I don't know for sure. He was near the end and strong meds eased his increasing pain, but dulled his brilliant mind. I did find my card on the end table next to his chair in the living room after the funeral. I remember looking intently for a crease or a fingerprint or a smudge of dark chocolate as proof that he had encountered my thoughts. To my longest serving rescuer. So just in case he didn't get to read those last words, this is sort of a makeup Father's Day card to my rescuer emeritus. I know dad's pain is finally gone and he is living the fullest life he could imagine. I know he completely understands rescue now. So 
That's why I wanted to revisit a piece from several years ago called The Rescue. It's one that evoked lots of interest. It was picked up by an international magazine for their online publication. It's one I know Dad read. If you're without your father this side of eternity, I'm not so naive to believe my words could sew up that hole in your heart or the one in mine. But now, in 2023, with God's grace, my own grief is becoming more a scar than a gaping wound. I want that for your pain points, too. And with all that's going on with our world, these words seem even more relevant and even more important to think about. The Rescue Dad! 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 I whisper shouted from behind a tree as my dad pulled up in his truck. My VW rabbit had died in yet another public place as I drove home from high school. I had my reputation to protect, so my plan was to hide, summon Dad, and let him push it off the busy street alone. The car had died after I rolled into the crosswalk in front of the grade school and junior high, so all the backpacked kids walked around my encroaching front end. I needed help in a big way, but I also wanted to hide. I wanted to be rescued, but I didn't want to be vulnerable. I was afraid of what my peers might say the next day, as though by hiding I could pretend that the neon green car belonged to someone else. Then I realized I had the keys in my hand. I thought about maintaining my anonymity and tossing them to my dad, but the look on his face said, I probably shouldn't. He motioned me to help push the car. According to social researcher and author Brene Brown, vulnerability is showing up and being seen when we can't control the outcome. As it turns out, I had to be vulnerable to be rescued. I had to make myself known and visible, like the castaways on Gilligan's Island or the victims of Hurricane Dorian, waving arms from the highest hill of houses or huts or hopes. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew something about showing up and being seen when we can't control the outcome. The trio showed up with their faith, were seen refusing to bow to a false god and risk the result. The king ordered them to be thrown into a blazing furnace. They, too, needed a rescue. The thing with vulnerability is the rescue never looks like we think it will. 
those three Jewish boys would surely have hoped to win the king over or miraculously disappear before being hurled into the agonizing intensity. But God's rescue involved them going into the fire and even walking around in it for a while. Sometimes exercising vulnerability will hurt temporarily. The world might laugh. We might face some extreme heat. Vulnerability risks shame and uncertainty, but it's also the birthplace of love and joy. Above all, vulnerability binds us to the Father so we never have to walk alone. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were seen walking through the fire with a fourth figure appearing to be the Son of God. At our most vulnerable times, He walks with us on that path we didn't choose. As we all will, those three men eventually did die. The physical furnace rescue wasn't for good, but it established a good relationship. The whole point of the rescue was the relationship. Just like with my VW Rabbit, what matters was the bond I was building with my father. Recently, Dad accidentally FaceTimed me. I think he meant to call normally, but when I answered, I got a close-up of his ear hairs, like an episode of Magic School Bus through the ear canal. In the last few years, he got a smartphone, an iPad, joined Facebook. He may have beat me to that one. He was never afraid of new technology or new ideas. This brilliant scientist, businessman, and teacher risks looking silly to stay connected to me and my siblings. He has always assumed the risk of vulnerability for the rescue and for the relationship. Likewise, this God asking for our vulnerability is no stranger to the concept. He's demonstrated it from Eden to Calvary to my stubborn life. As Christopher de la Cruz says, God loves this world with an abandon that leaves God vulnerable to pain. In doing so, he has demonstrated how faith is forged because faith is the highest manifestation of a relationship built on vulnerability. We all want a shortcut for faith, but the full-length version is all that will work. It takes repeatedly showing up and being seen and repeated rescue. My car died again and again in surrounding towns, and my dad showed up every single time. In the spirit of vulnerability, faith means that we don't get to control how or when the rescue happens, but in the spirit of God, we know that it will. From my journal, 
I can't really see how all of this is going to play out. The story arc looks a little bent. After my disappointing heart failure checkup, I wanted to skip church today so I didn't have to face questions, disappointed prayers, or sympathetic hugs. People don't need to see a confusing plot up close. But I decided to go to live the story that's actually happening, to lean into God's narrative as much as I wish it was a different story. Humanly, I just don't see the end of this anymore. I can't see how he's going to step in and save the day, but after all we've been through together, somehow I believe that he will in his own way and time. Faith is realizing that even when, like with my VW Rabbit, I'm not feeling enough guts or grace to show up, he always does. My dad has been there through many rescues. By doing so, he's taught me a lot about vulnerable faith without ever saying much about it. That faith requires that we keep showing up and being seen, even when, especially when, we can't control the outcome. It requires that we come out from behind the tree, put our arms in the air, and step into the furnace. When we do, God's saving spirit will show up too, and will never walk through the fire or push a car through the school crosswalk alone. When we're on a path we didn't choose, God may seem distant. Sometimes I just quit talking to Him. If that's you, my guide may help. Five Prayers and Promises When You Can't Talk to God. Download it free at lorianwood.com slash hope. That's L-O-R-I-A-N-N-W-O-O-D dot com slash hope.